The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio on this eh, kind of meh Sunday. That's all I it's have. It's winter. It's winter. Yes, I know. So it is what it is. Yes. So obviously you're not sitting across from me today. No, we are we are doing this long distance. This is fun. We're we're everywhere, so why not be everywhere? Absolutely, absolutely. And um you know, the Toronto Real Estate put, just put out their market year in review and an outlook report for 2016. So I don't want to bore people with stats, but I do want to bring a few numbers to the table to discuss because I think they're kind of interesting. Okay. So we yeah. will do that. And uh, hopefully everyone is wearing their superhero jammies just like I am on this sort of <laughs> Now, I would have come into the radio show for that one. Well, so I'm sorry I missed you that see one. what you miss, you know. Yeah. I've got hot chocolate here and everything. So <laughs> okay. next, next Sunday. All right. So stay tuned. More realestatetoronto.com radio right around the corner. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. So you're not going to bore us, but you're going to give I, us some... Would I ever bore you, Todd? I, no. I'm just clarifying. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing what I heard earlier. You're not going to bore us. You're going to no. give us some life-changing information. Well, I don't know that it's life-changing, but it is kind of interesting. I, I pulled up some of my own numbers, and then the Toronto Real Estate Board put out their market year in review, along with an outlook report, which is kind of interesting because they're telling us what they think is going to happen in 2016, and we can obviously 
check in on them and see if they know what they're talking about. Um, uh, so what I also thought was interesting, and I just heard it this morning on the radio, so I'm now regurgitating something, but I don't know if you heard this. I know you're always listening to real estate stuff. They did um, uh, a look-see in Vancouver um, at what the the um, homes were assessed at, and they found 93% of their freehold homes are assessed at over a million dollars. Yeah, there was uh, there was an article I was looking at yesterday, which I think it was Saskatoon, Toronto, Vancouver, and one other market, where it's just insane right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know we did our drive across Canada a few months ago, but uh, we might have to do it in person one of these times. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I was I was pretty blown away with ninety three percent. That that's that's everything over a million. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I know here here in Toronto we can still sell nice homes for under a million. In fact, we were on a um, in a bidding war ourselves yesterday for some buyers in the sort of Dufferin St. Clair area, and there were four offers, and our client got the home. Great. So some interesting things going on there because we know that sellers are looking for their highest possible price. We know that, right? You're always, you know, you you would be too, right? You want every nickel. I mean, really, I mean, there's like we talked about many times, there's the impression of what your home's worth, whether it's from someone else or what you think it is. But either way, you still want every dime. That's right. That's right. However, we did add a personal element to our offer on behalf of our buyers. We were representing the buyers. We did that add that you know, a little letter explaining who our buyers were, why they chose this house, what they loved about this house. And, you know, it really did cause the sellers of that house to say, rather than send all four offers back to see how they do, we would like to give this one family the opportunity to accept an offer from us. Wow. So, so you know, because sellers have the right to work with one offer, they have the right to do a lot of things that might frustrate us out there, but they have that right. It is their home. So they actually gave us a, a very reasonable counter offer, which allowed our clients to say fine and accept it. And one of the things I found quite interesting is it's not always about price because there may be a bid that is equal to the your bid that you're representing or even more. But yes. if you just get a good feeling or whatever it is, it's your call as the as the seller to say, I'm going with this bid. It's absolutely true. And that is an important feature because I know some buyers have said that's not, you know, that's not legal. This, But really, a seller in Ontario has the right to sell to who they choose and for whatever reasons they choose. So it could be a closing date issue. It could be um, a home inspection or financing conditions. It could be the size of the deposit. Mm. It could be that the deposit is already a certified check rather than, oh, I'll, I'll bring you the check tomorrow. Oh, so it's with the offer. With the offer. We actually mm. had to send in a photocopy. We sent in a, they, they wanted the email, the offers by email. So we sent a copy of our check to show proof that we were holding it. So, um, you know, I'm just throwing out a few tidbits out there, especially for those people who are thinking, oh, geez, here we go. We're walking into a spring market and I might be in a bidding war. As always, we are happy to share those little tips and tricks to, to get you one step closer to the home for sure. And be pre-qualified so you know exactly what oh. you can afford. Hello? Well, that is a big one. The pre-qualification <laughs> is, 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 is everything, is everything. And you know what? Just while we're on this tangent, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, the report in a second, 
you know, something very important to to note, if you go to the bank and they say, we're qualifying you at X amount and, and you need to put 25% down, for whatever reason, we want to see 25% of your own money in this home, and you've bought the home for 500000 so that's $125,000 down. It is important to note, if you go buy a house for 500000 and that bank appraises it for four fifty. That the bank is going to finance you seventy five percent to four fifty. Yep, and you have to and make up the difference. You've got to come up with the difference. Oh. So you know, I we always have that conversation with our buyers. Not only are we getting you in a bidding war, and you've got to, you know, pay your top dollar. We need to make sure that this, that you're paying a price that we feel an appraiser is going to appraise this home at. Yes, that's a good tip. And and one thing I can say as a buyer and seller recently, um, talking about those conditions and the offers, I was in the same situation. You just get a good feeling about a buyer or you look at the overall picture and you say, yeah, yeah what are you willing to waive of these conditions? What are you willing to work with to, to get the best yeah. bid? So That's right. Yeah. yeah. So more little tips and tricks and, and little warnings for sure. So interesting stuff just for where we are today. We're at the end of the year. We're, you know, final day of the year. Um, and, uh, I, and I gotta, I want to just first say, these are not audited numbers. This is me as a realtor looking at the Toronto real estate boards, MLS system from the agent side, not mm -hmm. the public site. Um, and so here are a couple of interesting numbers so far to date, there's been about 155 to 160 sales of detached homes over a million dollars. Wow. And there have been 320 under a million dollars. So again, give or take a couple, right? Because yeah. these are not audited numbers. Um, so I thought a good news for you guys out there that there are twice as many homes under a million than over a million. So lots of <laughs> activity. There. Yes, lots of activity for the first month of the year. And and oh, and I'm just talking four one six. Okay, good to know. Just talking four one six. Um, there have been so just so you know, right now there are about seven hundred and thirty active detached homes for sale. So we've seen about four hundred seventy-five sale. We've got just over seven hundred active, um, and and that means that um, and sixty-two of those actually I should note have been marked as a price change, mm, okay. which means. Uh, that's uh, just under 10% have actually adjusted a price. That's interesting to One know. One way or the other. Yeah. But what it also tells me with about just over 700 available and almost 500 sell, sold, it tells me we have, you know, we talk about that absorption rate. If no new homes came on the market and everything was selling at the same pace as what we've just seen, we don't have two months supply on the market of detached homes in the 416 area code. Hmm. Right. So um, this is just kind of interesting to note because they say that until you reach over three months, uh, if you have less than three months inventory of a product on the market, you are in a seller's market. So this tells me we're still in a pretty strong seller's market. Wow. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. great, and depends on whether you're a buyer or not. It depends who you are. That's right. Um, there have been about 120 semi-detached homes sold. Mm. 
Um, and that's all prices, again, in the 416 area code. Here's interesting stuff. Again, I'm just poking around in our MLS looking for neat stuff to share with our audience. Mm -hmm. um, the average time to sell a semi in the 416 area code was 24 days for the month of January. Hmm. Is it, what's good or bad? Um, I'd say it's pretty good. I mean, the average selling price was, um, what did we get? 718000 at 104% of list. So what it's telling us is those semi-detached homes are selling for over-asking in multiple offers. You know, the average list-to-sell ratio was 104%. So what it really tells me is some probably took two months to sell. Right. And a whole whack of them sold quickly for over-asking. And so it averaged out, right? It averaged yeah. at that 24 days and it averaged at, you know, close to 720 on a sale of a semi-detached home. Semi, two, 700,000 in a semi. Wow. Mm -hmm. 416 area code. Yeah. Yep. And there are about 130 for sale today. Here's what I thought was interesting. Of the 130 that are for sale today, they've been on the market an average of 19 days. So we're coming up to that time period where they should be selling. The wild part was the average asking price right now is 893000 Hmm. So next week we should check in on what's happened in the last seven days because I'm curious to know, is the buy, are the buyers catching up to that average price and we're going to see them sell off in the next week? <clears throat> or do we have a bunch of people in semi-detached homes simply asking too much? Well, you know, we just talked about getting every cent, every penny, every dime that you're entitled to yeah. or that you yeah. think you're entitled to. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's it's just interesting. When I, I always like to look at that. I look at what's sold, what was the average price of the sale. Now, what's actually for sale and what's their average asking price? And if you suddenly find that those two numbers are out, you can almost guess that next month we're going to see – uh, home sitting and not selling. Look at the buyers. I know you buyers out there, you're willing to pay big money for these homes, but I also know you're smart. And I also know you're comparable shoppers. So, well, if you compare it right now to October, you know, you've got to pay more, but if you you're comparing to last week, you know, yeah. And that's your job as well is to sort of take some of the emotion out for us as buyers to say, you know what, my opinion is I think this is going to go, it's going to take a while for this one to sell rather than exactly. don't rush into this, don't go and rush into it. Exactly. I will tell you, though, there is one piece of advice right now as we're, as we sit on the cusp of the end of our first month, um, we are in a spring market. We've, we've entered it. Uh, I, I, I just feel the the urgency and the demand for a decent house out there feels like spring to me yeah and i'd say you ask any agent they they'll tell you the spring market has already come what i do find with our buyers right now is sometimes they get hung up on paying a price it's a little bit more than what they could have paid in october november and maybe they have to pay that extra five or ten today and they're backing off and my advice is be very careful because whatever look at historically I have to go by historically because I really don't know I, I don't have my crystal ball turned on right now yeah. but what we have found in the past is whatever you reject in January come February or March you're wishing you had bought it so do that reality check and say is this are we willing to lose this yep for okay. five or ten are we going to find ourselves into March or April paying 30 or 40 more and saying shoot do you, do you realize what we could have done in January or we're, February we're losing the property entirely because it someone did pay five or ten more yeah 
Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Stay with us. More right around the corner. Annoying. Frustrating. Uh, of course, you're referring to me. Some days. Enlightening. Engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. <laughs> yes. Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Hi, it's Paul Capelcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your time's for The Vinyl Experience. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio, where we're giving you tips and tricks to make sure you don't lose your dream house over, you know. A couple thousand. A couple thousand. What's a couple thousand Between dollars. friends, yes. <laughs> well, um, so here's some interesting stuff from the Toronto Real Estate Board overview. They found that 53% of the buyers in 2015 across the GTA – 53% of those people were, were first-time home buyers. Wow. So I thought that was a great stat. So those people are really helping to drive this market. 53% of home buyers in the GTA were first-time buyers, and 60% in the 416 area code were first-time buyers. It'd be interesting if we could know the demographics of those first-time buyers, if they were getting older um, or if they're younger. That's a great question. I'll dig into that. I can probably that get that information that is available. Really? Yeah, it is. Oh, because yeah. They're, they're thought, studying everything. I would have thought a long time ago, 20, 25 years, the demographic would have skewed younger. And I see now because of the price and, and economic uncertainty and job stuff, it may be a little older. I'm just curious. Well, so here's the interesting thing, too. Um what they this the Toronto Real Estate Board's view is amazing. And in fact, I think what I'll do... Well, I'll announce it next week. I'm going to make sure this stuff is on our realestatetoronto.com website because I, I think it's pretty interesting stuff. The most popular down payment among buyers in 2015 was 20 to 24.99%. Really? Yep. The That's most a... popular down payment. Now, we don't have the exact number. I can't tell you 80% did yeah. that. All, all they gave me was the most popular down payment amount was 20 to 24.99%, which makes me as a realtor feel like, okay, so there's people out there, a lot of people made sure they had equity in these purchases. And, and just first at first blush, why would they want equity? Why would they want to put more down? Well, A, they'd want to put more down to reduce their mortgage amounts. B, it might be that the bank required it, mm -hmm. right? Um, also, um, trying to stay out of CMHC mortgage insurance right. is probably a big reason. And um, I, I would say those are probably Good. the biggest reasons, banks requiring it. Yeah. Good to know. Um, so the other thing was over 50% of the people who negotiated a mortgage got their rate between 2 and 2.99%. Awesome. So over 50% of the people that did, you know, took a mortgage in 2015 negotiated a great rate. And that's typically what a 5-year term? 
five-year term. And actually, the other little tidbit was the most popular mortgage uh, product was a five-year fixed rate. So I know a lot of people like those variable rates, but I think we're starting to see people say, no, you know what, I'm going to lock in. I'm good for five years. I can sleep at night and then I'll worry about five years in five years time. That's right. The other little neat part of this and this, you know, you can, we keep hearing the news and the Toronto Real Estate Board uh, guy and, and people in the news saying, whoa, you know, Toronto real estate is still affordable, right? Mm -hmm. And some of us sit here and think to who? How is it possible? Mm -hmm. um, they found that the average person is still using 32% of their gross income on their mortgage and taxes. So when we talk about gross debt ratio, mm -hmm. we are talking about their their mortgage payment, their property tax payment against their gross income. Right. Okay, we're not talking total debt. We're not talking car payments right. and all those other things. We're just talking about mortgage and taxes. So we're sitting at 32%. When I got into real estate <coughs> a few years ago. Yeah, three, four. You know, 27 years ago, and of course I was 10 and brilliant. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you skipped high school. and That's right. Um, well, I might, there are people out there that might think I did skip high school, but that's a whole other conversation. Um but uh, <laughs> um, stay on topic. I'm on topic. No more squirrels. Um, we were taught back then 32%. 32%. Now think about it. Our average price though was sitting at 200. But our but our mortgage rates were 13 and three quarters to 14 and a half. And now I know there's a few of you out there thinking I remember 18. I remember 22. But I'm just talking about. When I got in in the late 80s, we were sitting at about 12 to 14, mm. and we were talking 32% gross debt ratio. Wow. So some, you know, when we start looking at that, we think, well, maybe it's not so bad. Yes, houses have gone up, but in 27 years, incomes have gone up. But those monthly payments have stayed in line with our with our income. It's hard to tell if it's remained proportionate, you know, the, the prices of real estate versus the income. And I would just hazard a guess that they're not, that real estate has grown more than our salaries. I would agree as far as prices, but yes. when we talk about borrowing, the cost of borrowing, it seems as if it has kind of stayed in line to that 32%. Now, I know there are people out there sitting with higher and I know there's people out there lower, but again, we're talking about most popular and averages and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, again, it makes me feel good for those guys out there that are, you know, maybe taking on more total debt than they had planned and, you know, buying homes, of course, spending more than they ever thought they'd need to. But if they can keep those mortgage payments in line with that 32% of gross debt, then, you know. I would just go back to our awesome advice from the amazing Michael Marini that we had on a few weeks ago who said, you know, that one extra payment a year can really make a dent on your on your debt. Yeah, and it's funny too because I've been talking with a bunch of people recently who are coming into some money and they're thinking, okay, do we pay our mortgage off? Do we just prepay all of the various ways we can and then bank it and invest it? So they're uh -huh. going to be sitting down with a financial expert to try and figure that out, like whether it's worth paying it off or do other things to reduce their mortgage. You know, that's an excellent point. And I love how you say they're going to sit down with a specialist because I really don't believe it's a one-size-fits-all. Um, you really need somebody to look at the entire 
your your entire puzzle. If you're paying, go, yeah, if you're paying two yeah. percent on your mortgage, probably not. But if you're paying six or eight and you've locked in, then maybe it makes sense to pay it out and pay a penalty and get rid of that big chunk of uh, debt. Yep. Or it might make sense to top up your RSPs so that whatever you get back in your taxes can go towards your mortgage payment. Exactly. So there's that's why I say it's never one size fits all. So I love that. When people say, oh, and I'm going to talk to my my financial advisor, who is not your realtor, it really is a financial advisor, um, and it's not your mortgage broker, it's a financial advisor, I love that, because I think that's the smartest way to, to do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple of outlook things. Do we have a couple minutes? We've got three here? minutes okay. left. Okay. Here's some outlook stuff. Mm. Um, Toronto Real Estate Board is expecting um, about between 95 and 105 properties to, to switch hands in 2016. They're saying what could affect that is the actual inventory of homes to to sell. We are we are finishing the first month of the year and I can tell you our inventory levels are rock bottom, which means we have a lot of buyers out there waiting for that next property to come on the market. So if you are a seller thinking I'm going to do something in May, um, give us a call. I, I would love to talk to you about what your competition is doing at this time and how that might affect you quite positively today. And, and truth be told, it takes time to get ready to sell. Ah, that's that's a whole other piece. Yep, but yep. absolutely, if you start today, you might not be ready for the market till mid-February, end of February, depending on how deep things go into your closets. If you, <laughs> if you need a stager or someone that's going to help you declutter. Oh, we've got the people. You know, we've got the team at the Mahal and Ross Group. We've got declutters, handyman, stagers, movers. We've got everything. Awesome. Yeah. So um, they are anticip. So the average price for 2015 all home types right across the GTA uh, ended at 622,000. The board is anticipating that average to climb to around 655 to 665 for 2016. So they are anticipating those prices going up. Wow. And I yeah. just, I heard in the news the other day that they originally last year, they were saying that there might be four adjustments in the, in the prime rate. And now they're talking maybe two. Yeah. So they're, they're, I think the jury's still out. They, they, they're anticipating an increase, but they're watching that Ontario economy and, and, you know, if the Ontario economy does not, or the Canadian economy does not show signs of strengthening, maybe we won't see the interest rates go up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But here's the really awesome thing about real estate. And, and you know, if 95,000 to 105,000 homes change hands across the GTA, the other thing that Toronto Real Estate Board did a quick research on was the, the spinoff of spending per sale. So they found that the average person spends $55,000 outside of their actual purchase. Okay. Give me a few for instances. I'm going to hire a painter to paint the house. I want to repave the driveway. I want to buy new furniture. I love the home I bought, but I want all the counters changed to the new quartz counters. Anything like that, they're finding the average person is spending $55,000. So this isn't closing costs or anything like that. This is nope. over and above where they want to go and do something. That's right. You know, maybe you're a single car family and you move out of the city. You're buying another car. Boom, there's your 55000 or close to it. Um, so, my, my Yugo wasn't quite that much, but uh, yeah. <laughs> my smart car. Yeah. So, I, so that is amazing for the economy. So if you think about it, it's this wheel you know if we keep selling houses people keep spending money the economy stays strong so all of you out there who are sitting on the fence not sure about 
about buying or selling. Here's how you can help the Canadian economy. <laughs> you are the economy. Yes. Call them. Hey, I like that. You are the economy. Call us and we'll get you moving, which also helps. Like if you think about it, if this market were to suddenly tighten up, maybe, you know, for whatever reason, I'm touching wood now. Yeah. Um, people just, you know, rates go up. People can't move. The spinoff of people who are affected by that, the contractors, the painters, the movers, everybody down the line is affected, which now affects how all those people are going to spend money in our economy. Great. So um, let's keep moving. Let's keep the economy going. Yeah, we're going to need to take a quick, quick break. <laughs> but one thing I'm going to say before we go to commercial is um, yeah. if, if I'm planning on doing something later this year, let's say October, November, is it too early to call you or, or can I get you involved at an earlier that's a great question. Um, you know, we, uh, our clients really appreciate the time we spend before you're actually ready to buy or sell, just gathering your info, preparing yourself, little things as buyers, little things as making sure your down payment is actually showing up in your bank. So if you've, if you're getting that money gifted, we're going to talk to you about your timeline as far as where that money needs to show up and when, so that when you buy in the fall, nobody's questioning that money in your account. And, and this is all above board stuff. Um, sellers, I mean, it might be you need six months to do some final cleanup on your credit as well. Mm. So again, things we can help you with. Sellers, it can be about starting to do those things that you don't want to have to do in a two-week period, like going through the bowels of your basement and cleaning out and clearing out and fixing little odds and sods over the summer so that if you're, you know, your timeline for whatever reason is October, you're ready to go. And it's, it takes so much stress out of the process. Well, stay tuned. We're going to recap in one minute after Linda Ronstadt entertains us for a few seconds. Awesome. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. We're uh, going to do the wrap right now. We learned some incredible things this week. Yeah. And um, so here's my forecast. This is what I'm anticipating. And I'm, I'm basing this on just, you know, the last 30 days of talking to our buyers and sellers. Um, I am anticipating quite a steady uh, spring. I'm right into the summer again. I'm, I'm anticipating a year like 2015. Okay, a good year. Uh, well, look, it is good. We just talked about it. The rates are low enough to keep that debt ratio at a reasonable rate, and the sellers who are selling are able to get pretty good money out of their properties. So really, it's pretty close to a win-win situation. That it is. I'm, I'm, anti- I'm not anticipating as big an increase as we saw in 2015. 2015 saw like 9.8% year-over-year increase. Right. Um, I, I don't know if we'll see it that high. And when we look at what the board is anticipating, they're not anticipating that much of an increase either. They're looking more at about a five or six percent hmm. for the year, which which puts us a little more in line to what should that which may be um, uh, maintainable. You know, if we if we only go up four to six percent in 2016, I don't think we're going to see any sort of bubble crash. If we suddenly feel a 15, 20 percent increase in that one year, 
we, we should all be hanging on to our hats. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's reiterate a four to six is not a slowdown. No, no. (laughs) Thank you for that. It is amazing how many people go, what? What? It slowed down? Even if it stayed exactly where it was, that is not a drop in the market. That is amazing. So stop panicking, get out of the corner, take your thumb out of your mouth. The world is not coming to an end. You know what? And, and on that note, too, I always like to remind people, if you're buying a home, you're buying it for a reason, a roof over your head, a place to raise your family, or maybe just enjoy yourself. It is your sanctuary. And yep. if you're selling a home, same thing. You're doing it for a reason. Either you want the funds for something else or it's time to move out of the area. Yeah. And this is you not, know, we're not getting into new. investing or flipping. This is a completely no. different conversation. This That's is right. in it for the long term. So That's right. Yeah. All right. So we will see you maybe right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. If not, we will Skype you from wherever you happen to be. That's right. Somewhere That's in right. The snow, maybe. Who knows? Maybe be on a mountaintop. Might be. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you next Sunday at 4 p.m. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio on talk-radio.ca.